Hey, are you Harry down there? What? Are you Harry down there and no, everywhere? I'm Steve. Steve. Yes. Steve, what's your last name? Glenn. No. Your other last name. Dangle? That's right. <laughs> the one that everybody knows. Oh, right. Because it's, it's a spot, right? We're doing a, a little promo here for oh, Manscaped. I get it. Sorry, my dad so, listens. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, you know what? Listen, dangle is the key word that you need to go to manscaped.com and use to get 20% off and free shipping. Let's start the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Steve Dangle Podcast, powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Uh, with a little shout out to Austin Matthews! Best player in the league! I told you! What did I tell you? As voted by the media! And the players. And, and as voted by his peers. Is there anything Connor McDavid can do to surpass him? No! <laughs> can I remind you guys that neither of you picked him to win the Ted Lindsay when we did our awards predictions? Did, and that I, I picked really? him, to, I I picked him to win the heart in like February. And Edmonton blew up my shit. And I still, and I'm right. So give me that. Please give me this. I was the only one to say Matthews is going to win the Ted Lindsay. I don't know how that happened. You, but. you know what? It was, it was a mistake. And I'll tell you why it was a mistake. The players really like him. Like the players really like Austin oh. Matthews. He's popular. So he's he's using his his media. His media. <laughs> well, no, his his no, he's it's his connections with the elites. Ah. The elites. Connor doesn't have of that. The NHL. No. Right. He doesn't. Definitely not. No, certainly hey, not. So, but this is great. I don't know. This is great. Uh Ted I, Lindsay and the Heart. And and it's a double whammy. I mean, I was talking with uh one of our listeners on the, on uh on Twitter last night. Uh and once the Ted Lindsay was announced, because for some reason it's the lesser of the two, or it's like the warm up to the heart. I don't know why. What would you rather win? If you had to pick one, let's say Connor wins one, Matthews wins the other. You're Matthews or you're Connor. Which one do you want? Do you want the one that's voted on by the players, the Ted Lindsay award, or the heart that's voted on by the media? Which one is considered the MVP? I don't. I guess it would have to be the Ted Lindsay. No, no, it'd, it'd be, be the, the heart. heart. <laughs> 
be the heart. MVP. So if you're MVP of any league, you make more money. It's hey. You don't we, get a Ted Lindsay bonus? We have a, I don't think there's a lot of Ted Lindsay bonuses out there. Maybe you don't have to play pay as many uh, NHLPA dues if you win the uh, Ted Lindsay. Highly doubt it. Okay. Highly right. doubt. So I I think uh, the heart gets you a lot of money. Yeah. The heart's the original uh, MVP uh, established in 1924. The Ted Lindsay didn't oh. come around until 1971. Oh. oh, what's up? I'm Mr. History, Jesse Blake. Ooh. That's very cool. Jesse's I didn't know that. History so. I didn't know that Ted Lindsay was that old, to be honest with you. 71? Yeah. Not, pretty, not bad. Wasn't it called something else, like the Lester B. Pearson or it something? Was. Yeah. That's why. Okay. It was called the Airport Award. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's called That Guy Was a Prime Minister for a While Award. Yep. Don't get that, That's, but oh, yep. he was he was cool. And, Peacekeeping and all that. But, it's going to be really interesting when we have like the John Gretchen Award for best defenseman. Yeah, no. Or something like that. We no, it's just that. not something we would do today. No, it's not. It's not. So And good? What does this mean? It's the first Hart Trophy in, since 1955. It's the first Ted Lindsay in Leafs history. And for uh, teams, players, or sorry, uh, fans of other teams that are laughing at the Leafs, you should. It's embarrassing that a team that is 105 years old has gone more than half a century Without an MVP, that's crazy. Fifty-five, zero Norris trophies. Yeah, none. Still Absolutely. never. Zero. The Leafs were the Leafs were born before James Norris himself. Just, just zero. I, maybe they weren't, but the uh, the reality is, how old is James Norris? General Dwight Eisenhower was the president of the United States. James Norris, eighteen seventy-nine. One. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. So, so this is the thing. The Leafs have at Andrew Berkshire. He was right. In 2017, when they did the uh, top 100 Leafs of all time, he's like, wow, you don't realize how few good players the Leafs have had. Mm-hmm. When well, you look at that many, list. How many of the top 100 Leafs ever currently play for them? Four. Mm, at least. Five, maybe five with Morgan. Oh, Morgan's a thousand percent on there. Nylander's got to be on there. Ooh. Come on, don't ooh me. He'd have to. Oh, man. You know what? It seems ridiculous. JVR's on the list. Well, he's not anymore. Yeah, he is. Well, sorry. He was in the top 100. Did they Fudev actually... was on the list. Ooh, ooh Maron. That's so Come bad. on, guys. Yeah. That's... Nylander's on the top 100. He is. Like, should Nas be on the list? Like, dude, it's it's rough. There's an argument to be made, for sure, for Nas. Ooh, it's real rough. Yeah, Morgan's 1,000% on the list. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Would yeah. Connor McDavid crack it? Probably not. <laughs> Um, but but it, you know it does it's kind of cool as a Leaf fan and I'm sure any team that has had players win awards can relate to this it's cool to see him win it sucks and yeah. he said it too he's like I kind of wish I was still playing hockey and if you look at Kale McCarr yeah. who I don't even think was there he's like yeah that's nice but no, I, he was, I was, he was mm-hmm. there he was yeah. so, the, so then because I, I watched in and out I'm not gonna lie uh, the NHL awards are usually pretty boring but Kale McCarr I thought the quote that I read this morning was he's he, he sort of was like, I'm happy, but not right now, please. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, he's got yes. bigger fish to fry. Like he he's, he's still he's still playing the games. There's more important stuff to be had. And the Norse trophy is kind of secondary right now. It, who's going to be the first to do it? Do what? Who's going to be the first to do it? What? Do what? If. And possibly when Colorado drops game four tonight. Oh, come on. Who's going to be the first to say Kale McCarr was selfish for going to the NHL awards last night? Someone is going to do it. No one's going to say that. I thought it. That means someone else genuinely thought it. No. It's going to happen. Who's going to do it? No. You can't. What, What? First time? What are you new here? Steve, come on. Vince Carter. 
Vince Carter, man. Now it's a little different because he had to fly mm-hmm. to go do it. I believe the awards were in Tell, explain Tampa. explain that to people. What what did Vince Carter do? So Vince Carter on the eve of Game Seven of the second round, of the NBA playoffs, two thousand one, mm-hmm. uh, um, right before Game Seven against the Philadelphia 76ers, he went to attend his own college graduation. Then he came back or went back to Philly. Was it in Philly? It was in Philly. The uh, graduation was in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. So North Carolina not the same Philly. place, right? And he had to go back and then they lose game seven and he misses the final shot. And, oh, if he didn't go to his graduation. Meanwhile, he was pretty good in game seven from what I remember. Uh, yeah, but he missed the last shot. If um, fifths and butts were candy, you don't go to your freaking graduation. If that's your take, let me throw this at you. The MVP of the playoffs, Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Kale McCarr currently on the decimal system is at a 1-5-0. The next closest is Nathan McKinnon at a 5-1-3. So oh. if you have an issue with Kale McCarr going and accepting his best defenseman award trophy and you feel like he underperformed, I think you need to look at the rest of the playoffs. Can I just say, watching game three, you can easily, it's so easy to identify the players who are doing a lot. It's harder to identify the players who are doing a lot and the a lot is helpful. I don't know if the a lot that Nathan McKinnon did in game three was always helpful. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the awards. Where are you going with this? <laughs> Let's talk Sorry, about it. I was going to try to transition. Segment two. No, we got to talk about the awards. Oh, yeah, we got to talk, about... talk about our favorite, favorite delicatessen in Detroit. More Eats Cider. Right? Boo! More eats oh cider. My God, that's the restaurant before, he needs to start. Before you do cider, oh okay, is Matthews the gloat? Uh, Jonas Siegel. Jonas Siegel wrote an article, I believe. Today. Yes. yes, yeah, yes. And I listen. I, I with Long no disrespect to, I think here's the thing. Matthews is the most technically skilled player the Leafs have ever had, without yes. question. Yes. The only thing that I would say holds him back is the lack of playoff success. So if you put George Armstrong, if you put Ted Kennedy, if you put Frank Mahovlich ahead of him, I understand that because they won cups. Yeah. And I know it was original six era. I get it. But, but you know, it, it wasn't like people act like it was easy to win the cup in the original six era. Uh, ask Chicago Blackhawks and uh, <laughs> New York Rangers fans who won like four. Nothing. You know, it, it, it really genuinely, the only thing that remains to be done is he needs to win a championship. But it's not the gaplot which is the greatest player the Leafs have ever had of all time or whatever. Mm. That, it's like the it's greatest co- Leaf of all time. Gloat. Yeah. Greatest Leaf of all time. So it's like the Kawhi versus Kyle Lowry thing. Kyle Lowry is a far better Raptor than Kawhi yeah. because of the longevity. Kawhi is the best player they've ever had. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So I think the, the gloat distinction for Matthews should be held off until... He's like a captain. He yeah. has playoff success. Like I think Matt Sundin was pretty damn good, guys. Right. Like, Everybody's a little premature. I thought with the conversation yeah. yesterday, but like, ah, oh, this is the greatest mm. leaf ever. Yeah. When there's there's a there's got there's a legends row. Like you're yeah. there's and a, a little. There. He's probably the best player they've ever had. Your Kawhi analogy is perfect because mm-hmm. Matthews is is probably the best player that's ever played for the Leafs. But it doesn't mean he's the greatest. Like, Doug Gilmore is considered among the greatest, and I would compare Matthew's career so far to him. Yeah, Doug right. Gilmore, who, if you remember, was here for like a minute. He was, five years. <laughs> five years. Yeah. Five years. Five years, which Matthews is has already been, been here longer. Things. Yeah. So, five years, put up a ton of points, uh, single season record, still one individual hardware with the Selkie, 
Um, so th- that's the comparison. But like you put Gilmore up against Matt Sundin. Sundin's resume is just, it's just better. Mm-hmm. So let me sh- let me show you this. Okay, mm-hmm. at the height of the suck era in the NHL. Uh, the what? height of the suck era is 1998 to about 2004. Oh. Actually, when the Leafs were very, very good. Dead puck. But dead puck era. That's the height of the suck era. This era yeah. sucks. The highest scoring player in 2001-2002 was who, Steven? Was it Matt Sundin? No. Oh. Yarmir Yager? What was the question? No, that was a good question. Yarmir Yager was number five that year, and he had been number one the last two or three years. Okay, what was the question? 2001-2002. Yes. Top score, 24 years old, in the NHL. There's a reason I'm asking you specifically. Me specifically? Oh, what the? Why would I ask you? It's not James Reimer. It's... I know who it is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Jerome McGinley. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, is he new here? Anyway, so he Jerome McGinley in 82 games. Full, so full 82, ashamed. He had 52 goals, which is fucking crazy when you consider that he had the most points to 96. That's when he was robbed of the heart. Yeah, That's right, because it went to Theodore. Come on, give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Sorry, Montreal, but come on. Uh, the next highest score was Marcus Nasland, 90 points. The uh, next Very high- underrated in the... Uh, just the grand scheme of things conversation. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Marcus uh, the Naslin next, was a monster. The next highest score was Naslin's uh, uh, teammate, Todd Bertuzzi, with 85. And the fourth highest scoring player, and I can remember zero talk about this at the time, and I read every Damien Cox and Steve Simmons and whoever else was a sports reporter article. I clipped them all out of the newspaper back then. Matt Sundin, 30 years old, 82 games, 80 points, fourth in the NHL. Dude should have been called Blitzen because every time he came up the middle, he had two defensemen hooking him from behind. 41, 41 goals that year in the dead puck era. Unreal. Matt Sandin. So good. Crazy. It's, yeah. it's just a crazy thing. And I just, I wanted to put that in for context. I think, I think you're right, Jesse. The more I think about it, because I would have come in today all fired up and be like, yeah, hell yeah, he's the best. But he, accomplishments matter. Yes. And yeah. in the, this conversation, he's got all the hardware now. He's won the Calder. He's won the Lindsay. I mean, if he wins a Selkie, that'd be great. And he could be in contention for it. I don't know if he'll ever get it, but he's defensively very strong. He could be nominated one day. Yeah. Hart and Lindsay. Amazing. That's so fucking incredible. Calder. 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 Incredible. But he said it best last night. He's like, I really wish we were playing hockey right now. Yes. And I think it, it does matter. Like Doug Gilmore is so held up. Because that surprising Leafs run in 92 and then the next year in 93, even though they got swept by Vancouver, it was like, or 4-1 or whatever it was. It was 93 and then 94. Oh, sorry. 92, yeah. 93, 93, 94. Whatever. Yes, Vancouver beat them yep. handily mm-hmm. the second time. But, but you know, you forget. Matt's also went to the conference final a couple of times. Twice. 99 mm-hmm. and 2002. And went to the second round most years. Yep. Uh, most years, they were not out in the first round, those Leafs. Nope. Um, I, I think Matthew's the next step for him. And I think he knows this. He's well aware. You, you gotta, I mean, in Toronto, you gotta at least get to the third round. Him and Mitch Marner <laughs> are two thirds of the uh, NHL all-star team uh, forward group. And yeah, it's McDavid is the other one, right? Yeah, and they got knocked out in the first round. Yeah. I guess it's a really good team, but it's gotta happen. And it's not like, I don't want anybody to think it's disrespect to Matthews. It's just the rarefied air conversation that we're having is... These are the greatest, you know, in in 105 years. These are the best. Yeah. If Matthews came out, let's say some rookie, let's say Shane Wright makes his NHL debut next year and he scores 500 points. (laughs) 
what next year? Five hundred points in one season. Okay, and he will. So four hundred of them are goals. Ask Canadians fans. Yeah, he will. You're, you're playing uh, NHL on rookie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He scores five hundred. You're points. Team Canada. Oh, you're playing be- Team Japan. Greatest, greatest hab of all time. No. 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 Greatest season in NHL history. Sure. Most talented player to ever lace up skates. Potentially. <laughs> yes. Best hab of all time. No. No. Fuck snow. Not no. even close. Not even close. There's it's, like 18 guys ahead of him. It takes tenure, man. It, yeah. Longevity is part of it. And Now, would Austin Matthews be the greatest Seattle Kraken of all time? <laughs> oh, easily. Easily, right? Would he be the greatest Golden Knight of all time? Probably. Yeah. But again, this franchise is 105 years old. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit different. And I'm yeah. no disrespect to Kraken or Golden Knights fans, but you understand what we're saying. I well, think the greatest Seattle Kraken of all time, does he even play for the Kraken? No, anymore? he plays for the Leafs. <laughs> you think it's a Geo? Yeah. <laughs> they had a tough season. Geo's I don't guy. even know who their leading tour was. McCann. Oh, uh, yeah. Was it? Most of it. That's I don't hilarious. know if he still is, but he was there. But he was, and I think he had to get I, injured. Again, that's the, the worst sin the Seattle, I will very briefly touch on mm-hmm. this, but the worst sin the Seattle Kraken committed this year was they were irrelevant. Yep. Yes. Like we all expected Vegas to be very shitty and very fun, and they were very good and very fun the kraken were neither i i still i still am very upset about the response to the fact that i told you i told you before the end before the beginning of last season francis fucked this up francis fucked this up and everybody's like no he's planning for the future no they'll fight no they might even make the playoffs you don't know bullshit they were terrible it was the roster construction is poor the the direction is poor and frankly, it's just not good. Everyone has. It's just not a good. Hope. Yes. Adam, and the jerseys are cool. The jerseys are sick. The fans are cool. Give the fans something to cheer for. Bullhorn. Sick. It's really sick. It'd the, be great if you heard it more often. And the city's great. It's a yep. great city. They got anyway. a Jeff Bezos funded arena. Oh, Jeff. Climate Pledge Arena by Amazon. Oh. Jeffrey Is Bezos. it also shaped like a dick? <laughs> <laughs> like the Come man on, himself? Jeffrey, you can do it. All right. So I, I do want to say this. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, you have to take an elevator up to the... Anyway. Uh, Maureen Sider winning the Calder Trophy. Uh, huge congrats to him. And I, I was really... It was really, really Ooh. interesting. I was reading an article about him in The Athletic this morning. And I, I forgot about this. The beginning of this season seems like 8 million years ago. Yes. And I'm going to read this article, and this is by, I want to make sure I get this right. Um, okay, my computer's taking forever to load because you guys are both on the internet right now. My internet sucks. Oh, Max Boltman. Yeah, my, my internet sucks. Max Boltman. He said, odds are, you've already seen the clip. Moritz Sider, in his first NHL game, skating alongside Victor Hedman after a whistle, lifting his stick and swiping the dead puck away. Hedman coming in to greet the rookie with a cross-check as a result, and Sider going right back at him. I saw that. I remember that. This yep. was October, the first of what turned out to be 82 games for Sider in Detroit this past season, but that moment stands out as the perfect encapsulations of his rookie year, right up there with his booming hits and clutch late-game heroics because it told you so much about how he was approaching the hardest league in the world at age 20. Unafraid, undeterred, and unabashedly comfortable, even when starting down, uh, even when staring down, excuse me, the be- perhaps the best defenseman in the league. And I thought that three paragraph stanza was the best, the best recap of Maurice Sider's season that we've ever seen. That was, that's beautiful. That is a kid who plays like a grown ass man. Yeah. Yeah. He's sorry. What I was trying to find. What's, mm-hmm. what's this Jesse? <laughs> oh, 
baby. On January 21st, 2022. <laughs> remember, sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN kids. Jesse Blake put in a bet for the Calder Trophy. Did you announce this on the, on the show? I think I've, I've mentioned it, I think, throughout the months. Moritz Sider <laughs> at the time was a, in the decimal system a 3.04. Three to one. So, Jesse, how much did you put down? Uh, like 110 bucks or something like that. Jesse's payout for that is $428.64. Nice call. You were confident, eh? Because you're, oh, yeah. you're like a $5 guy, like $10 guy. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, I got to thank Michael Bunting for not stepping up. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Michael Bunting, who came third. I also want to say I was really happy Tre- Trevor Zegers got the second place in there. He deserved it, that. He did. And he did. For, for Ducks fans, you know, with, uh, with I don't know what to cheer for in the next little bit here. Um, it's sort of nice to have, you can hang your hat on Zegris and Milano and all the other guys they have coming up in that system. Troy Terry. Troy Terry. Oh, Troy Terry. So He's a little good. older. But, but yeah. you know, with Getzlaff retiring and that sort of thing, it's the end of an era. And Corey Perry playing for, you know, three Stanley Cups in a row, end of an era. It's tough. So it's nice, that, nice for Zegris, nice for them, and nice for Bunting, who... How dare you? Um, frankly, I, I, I think as much shit as everybody gives Kyle Dubas for Peter Morazic, and by the way, he's due for that. Yes. You should give as much praise to him for the two-year, $950,000 per year deal that he, that he signed Michael Bunting to. Man. Give him praise for that. Real good. Like, they you can, can be mad at Morazic, you can be mad at Richie, but you gotta be good. I mean, come on. So, I, I saw a tweet. I don't remember who it was from. I'm gonna say Kyle Cushman. He's, man, really emerging star uh, for theleafsnation.com. Love his... Love his stuff. Follow him right now. You Kyle Cushman. really ought to. Um, and watch. It might not have even been him. But uh, the Leafs have several players who are eligible for an extension uh, July 1st or July 13th. However, it works out because of free agency. It's a little weird this year. This year. So even though they have... Uh, what? I just followed somebody named Kyle Cushman 420. That is not him. That is super not him. Uh, Cush as in weed, because yeah. he's an internationally renowned marijuana cultivator. That That's is the not wrong the guy. Person. All right, I'll, I'll, keep guy. Looking. I'll keep looking. Anyway, where was, where the fuck? I don't oh, know. yeah. Uh, Bunting is eligible for an extension now, basically, mm-hmm. in a few weeks. I think Kyle goes, hey, Mike. And Mike just goes, nice try. And Kyle goes, well, you know, you got to try. I wanted to extend you after one year of playing with two of the best players in the world, but ah, go ahead and do it for another year and we'll talk. We'll talk very briefly and then you'll go somewhere with the cap room. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I assume yeah. so. Here, this got me irrationally nerd mad. Okay. And it pertains to the Calder because someone tweeted the Calder voting from the Crosby Ovechkin uh, draft class or rookie class of mm-hmm. 2006 now ovechkin won mm-hmm. correctly with a hundred absolutely correctly he won with 124 first place votes out of 129 wow he got five second place votes no third no fourth no fifth mm-hmm. so five people in the entire world thought you know what second best rookie and you can be forgiven because even though he scored over 50 goals, Crosby was alone on the Pittsburgh Penguins. So was Ovechkin on the Caps. But Crosby was also a center, mm-hmm. and he put up over 100 points. Crosby, four first place votes, 95 second, 19 third, 10 fourth, 
One fifth. Who were the other rookies? Show yourself. Who were the other rookies? What, you no, know, what's you said four first. So there's four one first. There's one first out there. Yeah, right? There's what oh because somebody other, else would have got a first. Other first. Because Ovechkin oh, had five wait. seconds. Tell me, tell me. To the guy who finished fourth place, so he wasn't even a nominee. So there's Alex Ovechkin who won, Crosby, who was the runner-up. Dion Phaneuf, who was the other nominee, but he didn't get the first place vote. It was to the fourth place guy, Henrik Lundqvist. How good was Lundqvist's season that year? Uh, let me look. He was I, a starting goalie. I gotta say, sure. for that era, Dion Phaneuf was pretty spectacular. Oh, he yeah. was. And he, he was. threw some I get it. just body, like devastating hits. Uh, Lundqvist in 53 games as a rookie was 30, 12, and 9 with a 922 save percentage and two shutouts. Okay, I get yeah, that. Yeah, that's I get real I get good. That. Wow. I'm, okay, that, 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 uh, the straggling first place vote. Here's the thing. If you, th- if you don't believe me about Dion Phaneuf, by the way, he had 20 goals in his first season. Yeah, man. As a, as a defender. 20 goals. And the next two years, he had 17-17. That like, season was like handcrafted for him. Well, the penalties were up. So that was for and against him. Uh, yeah. But being on the power play all the time. <laughs> How many power play goals of the 20? How like, many were power like play? Like 16. Yeah, like 18. 16, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> Holy got shit. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. So Wow. But, but to the 19 people... Oh, okay. The 19 people I think can be forgiven because Lundquist uh-huh. was that good who voted him third. To the 10 people who thought Crosby with over 100 points as a center at 18 years old was the fourth best rookie. And to the one person who had him fifth, show yourself! Resign! Quit! Who was the fifth? Who was the fifth, uh, fifth highest rookie rated that year? Uh, Brad Boys. Really? Brad Boys. Is that his 40 goal year? Cause that hurt. Uh, it hurt my feelings. I know that. Uh, let me. Look. Although I did like Owen Nolan as a Leaf. Uh, he had in 0506, 26 goals. So wow. Uh, and Marek Svatos, Andre Mazaros, oh, yeah. some Peter Pruka. There's a name. Uh, Marek Svatos. You had to get him in the video games. Uh, Igor yes. Shosturkin wins the Vesna. As I don't think anybody's shocked by that. It's pretty obvious. No, um, we bring up Henrik. I like the. Uh, I like all the people comparing them and like passing of the torch from Hen- Henrik to Igor because like they're guaranteed if he is who we, we think he is, they're gonna get ten years of success in New York because when you have a goalie that's like one one A one B one C of just building a good hockey team, so they can do that from here from the net out. And congrats to New York on a sustained ten year run of success coming up here. Yeah, it's good for them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Looking it up, the Rangers drafted in two hundred and fifth overall. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and like, how many of those years when they had Henrik were they bad? A handful. Uh, like, none. Nine like, years. They nine were years. always competitive. I don't think they ever missed the playoffs. Hold on. With his playoffs stats there. And Shesterkin, by the way, fourth round pick. Ugh. He can't keep getting away um, with it. The Rangers. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it. Uh, how do we get the playoff stat here? NHL playoffs. I can tell you right now. Yeah. They missed in 0-9-10. Mm-hmm. And they missed in 17-18, 18-19. So out of 12 uh, years, they missed three times. Other That's than Lundqvist has played crazy. in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 playoffs. Sorry, 12 playoffs, 15 years he played. I was looking at hockey references. Uh, yeah, he's, he's played in uh, 12 postseasons. Wow. Uh, you Amazing. know, You know who made a good pick 
one pick before Shesterkin. Who? But they still fucked it up. <laughs> uh, Arizona, with the 117th pick, selected Michael Bunting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He went one yeah. above Igor? Yeah, who wow. was a really good pick and played for them for exactly never, basically. Uh, 21 and games, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you're good now. Goodbye. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't, is that how he became a free agent? They didn't qualify him? Uh, he was, he was a rare, like group, group three, six, group six, oh, Jesus. uh, free UFA where for most people, his age, he would be an RFA, but for some reason he was a UFA and the Leafs got him for $900,000 for two years. Ooh, good deal. Uh, yeah. let's, let's talk about game three. Colorado gets two goals in the first nine minutes, but only one is whoa, actually whoa. allowed. You don't want to talk about Roman Yossi getting jobbed? Oh, well, I, oh, well, we talked about <laughs> the right we guy. Talked about won. Macar. We already talked about Macar. What are we talking about? The with right Yossi? guy won. The one right guy won. Yossi had more first uh, first picks or first place uh, first votes. Place votes mm. Thank you for uh, for the North. <laughs> okay. Oh, do a lot you, of people saying he got jobs. Do you think he got jobs? I mean, he had. No. I think he was my pick for Norris, wasn't it? Yeah, I was. I um, think I was the only one who picked Makar. It's unfair. It's unfair because he hasn't played hockey in two months now. Makar has been the best player in hockey. Well, he's been the best defenseman in hockey for the last two months, mm-hmm. right? But that's not how it's voted on, is it? It's, no, it's voted on October through april and, and that's it. it cuts off i think the playoffs proved that they made the right decision i kind of yeah <laughs> he's you know? pretty gosh darn good i think roman yossi though deserves credit for turning around players that were not scoring very well on a team that does not score very well mm-hmm. like does yeah. matt duchene have the season matt duchene had Without Roman Yossi, I don't think so. Well, and also, oh yeah, some of Yossi's numbers aren't great. Underlying, I'm like, mm, I would, I, I don't give a shit. I would encourage you two to watch uh, Nashville <laughs> games. Watch Roman yeah, Yossi yeah. next year in the regular season. And the only reason I like to tune in Nashville games is because we went, but also because Terry Crisp used to be on, and I used to like to try to figure out whatever the hell he was saying. But he's retired. It's a shame. Boo. Uh, but uh, uh, we've all seen Kale McCarr. He's in the finals. Everybody, all 32 fan groups have seen Kale McCarr. Hmm. How many of you can honestly say I've seen more than a shift of Roman Yossi? I can say he's been around Damn. for a long time. No, no, this season. How many? Oh, yeah. And I'm not, say, I'm not calling out this show. I'm not even calling out you who listen to this show because the people that listen to this show, like if you're seeking out a hockey podcast, you're an intense hockey fan. Kale McCarr gets here. I, I got it for you. Kale McCarr gets more highlight love. Yes. Is and your I, argument that there wasn't enough national attention on Roman Yossi? That's what I, my argument is. And and I'm not saying the that Colorado <laughs> media. I'm not saying that Roman Yossi doesn't believe it. I don't say I don't I don't think that Roman Yossi deserves the Norris. Now, like looking back, it was probably like he had 96 points though. It's like top 11 all time. It's not just. It's a points. crazy season. It's not about points. It's not. You're right. Uh, no, I a, think then I think what Nashville fans should do is cry about the Colorado media and then complain <laughs> about this for years and years. I think that's that, what they should do. I think what it is, though, is before people discount the fact that Roman got more first place votes than Kale McCarr did, watch watch a few Roman Yossi games. The guy's unbelievable. He's really, really, and they, really, really And the Nashville good. Predators are a different, and I know this sounds like a cheesy take, but like they are, there's the, there's the Predators with Yossi on the ice and then the Predators without. And the Predators without are pretty fucking mediocre. They're like a 22nd, 23rd place team without them on the ice. That's my thing. Well, I mean, UC Saros propped up a lot. Yes, he did. A lot of bad things. Connor Ingram. 
the most controversial really? thing I think about the whole North Trophy uh, voting was not that Makar won because he rightfully should have won. It's that Charlie McAvoy got one first place vote. Which bot? Which <laughs> I need to know. What does Joe Henry have a voice? That information's available. I think in a in a season where you have Yossi and Makar and Hedman who finished third, mm. Charlie McAvoy receiving a first place vote is a kind of ludicrous. Now, mo- the vast majority of years, Makar, Yossi, and Hedman, their numbers this season would be enough to win the Norse. All three of them, mm-hmm. but only one of them was allowed to win. McAvoy. I mean, he's good. He's very good. Extremely good. Dare I say elite. Oh, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't take him over either of the other three. Those three seasons that those players had? Like, I don't understand. You're not disrespecting someone by saying they're fourth best out of hundreds. Out of every NHL player who plays defense in the whole league, I'm saying McAvoy's probably the fourth best. I don't think that's disrespectful. He's not the best right-handed defenseman in the NHL. Like, dude, that's Kale McCarr. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I want to know who that vote is. Do you maybe grade on a curve because you look at McCarr and you go, well, the abs are sick? And But it's Boston. He plays with Boston. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even mind. Like, Hedman got four first place as well. I don't mind that. I, I, could, I understood the argument there. That's okay. But, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's get into game three, guys. Because you keep coming, no. bringing me back to the awards, and everybody wants to hear about Game Three. So the kill, uh, the uh, sorry, the K- Ilya Mikheyev kill Colorado Avalanche. The no, no, no. So Dan Milstein says Ilya Mikheyev. No, I'm kidding. Okay. How um, much did the media influence? I didn't say that. I'm just saying watch watch Roman Yossi play. I could see why he got a lot of first place votes. Sportsnet, why did the Toronto Sportsnet media YouTube channel is is headed by an Avalanche fan? It is it's actually Boom. Yeah. producer Drew. Media. You know what? He swayed the vote. Blame it on Drew. He did. Did you the Toronto fans at producer Drew underscore? Did the Toronto media sway the Hart Trophy voting? Uh, why? Morgan Math- Riley didn't get any first place. Matthews won. Oh, oh the Hart. Hart Trophy. Tro- I said Hart. Sorry, trophy. my bad. Yeah. Well, maybe you they were, did. You were listening. But did did the Toronto <laughs> no. media then sway the players too? Yeah. Ah, yes. Like, a lot of them are from here. Ah, wait. They, so they definitely would want an American to win if they're from here. Yeah. I don't know. No. no. Listen. <laughs> hey, nine months out of the year or whatever, Matthews is Canadian. I, he doesn't need to be Canadian to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. I don't I, care. I'm not. telling you, he is. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't he should care. maybe even play for Canada next time we go to the. Uh, well, that would be nice. Um, Him and McDavid. Can we talk about fucking Game Three, guys? No. All right. What do you What do you think of the Vesna? Honestly. Well deserved, uh, but I thought Jack should have got it. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. That's a crazy Can we please argument. talk about the fucking Stanley Cup, guys? Shelgren didn't get enough calls. Okay, goals. let's okay. Uh, talk about Game Three. Like I said, Colorado gets two goals in the first nine minutes, but only one is actually allowed. Uh, do you think the uh, Kale McCarr potential offside? I guess he's not that great. Yeah, should that have been called offside? Oh boy, it's so close. And now here's the. Here's the black and white rule that doesn't work that everyone needs to knock it off is, well, you see the puck has white on both sides of it. My friend, my brother in Christ, have you ever been on ice? What happened, Steve? Snow. What? It's ice. And and what are you talking about? It was close enough to the blue line that it was, I thought there was a margin of snow. Mm. Like it could be snow. But, I mean, then we're talking pixels and pixels, and it's very hard. But 
I think it's, I think I'm allowed to say it was offside and also knock it off with that rule. It's, oh, there's white on both sides of the puck. That means it's, it's so offside. you say it was offside though. I didn't think they were going to call it offside. It was extraordinarily close. What do you think, Steve? I thought it was going to count. What do you think it, it was, though? I'm trying to ask you what you think. I thought there wasn't enough there to overturn it. I thought it was onside. Okay. All right. Jesse Blake, what do you think? I thought it was offside. And the whole, I had a huge issue with a certain part of how that video review went down. And why is uh, that? What Mr. happened? Jo- Mr. John Cooper, you don't get five minutes to make a decision here. Totally agree. If I'm an Avalanche yeah. fan, I'm fucking pissed off. Why does he get eight minutes to decide? Hey, oh, let me take another look at the replay on yeah. my foot. Why do I am going to look at it again? The ref's going to go to center ice to drop the puck. Call him back. Get your two fingers up and call him back to the bench so you can make the call. No, you get 30 seconds or whatever it is. And that's it. 45 seconds, I think it is, after the puck goes in. And that, that's it. You don't get two minutes. You know why John Cooper took that long? Because if he gets it wrong, he gets a penalty. Yeah. Now, what have I been saying all playoff long? That should be a valid challenge. We're talking a margin of millimeters here. If Tampa failed that challenge, they shouldn't be penalized yeah. for it. Yep. No, the rule is bad. You should lose a timeout, and that's it. You shouldn't get a, a power play for the other team. You shouldn't get to go mean, on the penalty kill. Maybe, maybe that's it. Because, like, coaches, we can all agree that coaches heavily, heavily abused the ability to review offside and goalie interference the year it was introduced, whatever year that was. Certainly. It was awful. There was no point celebrating goals. But there's no timeline, no time limit on the amount of time it takes for them to figure it out too. There should be a time limit on if they're throwing it back to New York or Toronto. You got a minute, guys. Give us your best oh, assessment you mean, in a minute. You mean on the people who are reviewing. Yes. I, they should be on a clock too. I, I don't agree wanna... with the clock. So that review, how did it feel? I'm Because I was covering it. You guys were watching it in real time. How did it feel? Because I know how long it was. Frustrating. It was frustrating? I find them feel. What do you mean? Like, how did it feel long? Did it feel... No, I feel, I feel like once they did the review, they got the review pretty quickly. It was four minutes and 15 seconds. That's too much. From, from when? From the moment the challenge was issued. <sighs> then we're talking uh, 20 minutes because it took John Cooper 18 minutes. <laughs> yeah. to, Jesse's right. Yeah, that's true. To actually get the challenge going. I think if you're going to make a rule, and you're not going to like it, but if you're going to make a rule for a time limit, Five. That sucks. It does suck. But that sucks. We had, there was a review in these playoffs in a Tampa game. I think it was against, it was from the Tampa Panthers series. Nine. It took nine. So I guess that would be an improvement. Yeah. Dude, there was a review that was more than double the length Mm -hmm. of that one. Yeah. Nine minutes. And I think the thing, the thing that's that's happened. With, with all the camera angles right? and all the technology and the ability to short the blah, blah, blah. What's happened is in, in, the, um, in the quest to get things perfect, mm-hmm. we stop getting them right. Ooh. And what we need to do Ooh. is look at the fact that what do we do? What do we do this for? What are we doing? Entertainment. Why, why do we put, why do we have fake ice in the middle of California? In Dallas, Texas, <laughs> in Tampa, Florida. Why do we have that? And we put this stupid rubber disc 
with a bunch of carbon fiber shafts. Why do we why do we do that? We do it for science. Sci- exactly science. We do it for entertainment, as you said, Jesse. And I think at a certain point, we need to look at the overall product of the game. And the reality of it is, if you can't get the call within a couple of minutes of seeing all the replays, and they should be able to see the replays very quickly. And if you don't have the staff to do it, then staff it. If you can't tell, then you can't overturn the call. If it takes you that long to try to figure out whether or not the call was right, then you don't know you don't have a conclusive, you just don't have a conclusive eye on it and the call has to stand. That's what, like, especially the angle that the NHL released after the game. We saw that. It's like, okay, that looks like an offside to me. I felt like it was offside from the beginning. That was just my personal opinion. But I didn't know. And then you see the NHL's sky view thing, which they, for some reason, don't show on the broadcast because the NHL won't release it. I don't understand that. Guys, this doesn't need to take this long. It's a hockey game. And I know it's the Stanley Cup. And I know there's millions of dollars on the line. But people are fucking bored. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> like uh, the game is supposed to be entertaining. You already have two commercial breaks in a row at the end of the third period for no reason. What are we doing? Let me throw one thing out there because I already feel the comment section yelling at me. I thought it was onside in real time. That does not mean I think they got the call wrong. I mm. trust that they at very least got the call right and yep. saw something that yep. I didn't. Like yep. the angle that you mentioned. Yep. So relax. Anyway, my, my thinking is... Uh, whether or not you thought it was an offside or not, I do feel like they they need to put those guys on a call. Uh, Nick Paul, another big goal game winner. How, how did he return to that game? (laughs) That was that. How did he return to that game? He's back. Really? The way, actually the way he went down and then the way he skated off the ice and the way he was helped down the tunnel, I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure I just saw a man's adductor explode. Like I thought I was like his groin's messed he's, yep. he, and he's done for the season. Yeah. Dude comes back and scores the next goal of the game. Are you, that's the Tampa Bay lightning in a nutshell. Yes. How, how do you, you're fighting an army of the undead. Well, and that's, are, do you know how injured Braden point must be to not he's be not playing? Yeah. yeah. He's got to be playing sub 20%. Well, and that like, brings me to the, Taves cross-check on Kucherov. John, John, John Cooper said that Kucherov's ability to handle pain is the reason he thinks he'll be back in game four. Mm. But I have two questions for you, Jesse and Steve, on that. Because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I wrote this down. I'm like, I got to know. Number one, Jesse and Steve. As far as you know, Taves cross-check on Kucherov. This is a two-part question. So please do not extrapolate too much. Part A, is that a legal play in today's NHL? That's all I'm asking you. I'm not asking your opinion, except for the opinion on the rules. Is that a legal play in today's NHL? Yes. Jesse. Uh, I just want to watch it back. Yeah. It's a push. Yeah. It's a legal play. Okay. That's my answer. Part B. Yes. Should it be? No. Because we know what's going on there. And what's going on there? Tell me. What's going on there is Taves is pushing down. He's basically taking like the crest of Kucherov's pelvis and pushing down, putting. <laughs> Ooh, I hurt when he, you said that. That's like that's exactly because Jesse has it up right in front of me. Oh yeah, he's digging. It's 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 really easy, despite the fact that players are covered in all sorts of equipment and padding. It's easy to go over the lip of the hockey pants, press down, 
Oh, yeah, there's that fucking bone right there. There's basically the breadbasket of the entire human body. And the I'm axle. Gonna, yeah, and I'm going to push down on that, and I'm going to fuck everything up. I'm going to fuck up your hip. I'm going to fuck up your groin. I'm going to fuck up your knee, and I'm going to fuck up your ankle. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kucherov. All of the body parts I just mentioned are <laughs> fucked up. I'm like, and I'm sorry. There needs to be some sort of change to the rule where you can just go, you know what? That's fucking greasy. Mm-hmm. You should be able to watch that at in real time. I get it. You should be able to watch that replay and be like, yeah, no, Kutrov's not diving. He's not doing that on purpose. That's that's someone ruining all of his joints yep. on his left body, at, on the left side of his body at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, as someone with a fucked up all the things I just I, I just I, I thought this was personal for you. Yeah, no, well, (laughs) as someone who's extraordinarily tight and has done a lot of work over the last two years to repair my body, that would have, I'd be, I would never walk properly ever again. Like, if if Devon James did that to me. Are you kidding? Like, the way he pushes down, there's nothing Kucherov can do Mm -hmm. to alleviate his situation there. Like, he cannot protect himself from that unless he just abandons the puck, I suppose. It all goes back to, are you allowed to try to injure your opponent? A little bit. You're allowed to injure your opponent legally. Yeah. And Devon Taves did. And I just feel like any time someone is injured, we need to evaluate, should this be allowed? Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sometimes you might come to the conclusion, yes. Yep. It's a, if we're going to have a contact sport here, listen, you can get a concussion. You can get whiplash from a hard hit to the chest. You can get winded. You can get this. You can get that. You can get any myriad of injuries. Do we live with that? We do live with that. We live with that. I don't like it. I don't, you know, it sucks. I mean, the it, players it, get hurt. Yeah, but it, there are certain injuries that like, uh, it's like Ken Dryden said in his book about, you know, Steve Monador. Mm-hmm. There's injuries that are unavoidable. Yeah. Bad shoulders, bad knees, bad hips, things like that. But I that, know is that the kind to, of injury you want to have? I know someone who has sport. A, who who played college soccer in the States. Oh, I bet his knees are great. Uh, concussions. Really? Concussions. They had to retire because of concussions. Wow. Because you're not I, supposed to slam your head into a soccer ball. Get out. Yeah, apparently, or if you hit it improperly, or if you get tackled the right way, fall down. Like, it's impossible to protect yourself from all injury, but I'm trying to find the words. There's some, can you suspend someone one game for greasy? (laughs) And you just go, you know. That was greasy. Two minutes. You can't do that. (laughs) Like, we saw a ref. Like accidentally, like just just little uh, part in the curtain mm-hmm. when, when he said you can't do that because he forgot what the penalty was, but he knows you can't do that. As Macaulay, and you don't think Dave should be suspended for this? You're just saying no. Yeah. Come on, <sighs> I don't think he should be suspended for it. But also, like if Tampa here, we're starting from the wrong place. the the place okay. The place is. Should Taves be suspended? Let's start from. <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks that. It, no, I don't. I agree, yeah. and I don't. I personally, I don't think he should be suspended. No, no. But philosophically, okay. Let's start with 
Kutrov doesn't play tonight. Let's just say for the sake of argument. All right. He can't play tonight because he's injured and he's injured because of that. Okay. Is what Taves did greasy? Not really. A little bit greasy. Also, uh, Judge, I'd like to present some new information Please. to the courthouse. Tell me. Uh, Let's hear. The, the cross-check slash push was also in response to Kucherov running Manson into the board from behind. Yeah. Also bad. Also bad. I'd like, so, to, I'd like, to, I'd like to make the argument that my client was acting in self-defense and in response to Kucherov also being greasy. Because if, if we're suspending <laughs> people for it. greasy plays... Mr. Kucherov, you're number one on the list. This is why hockey's just <laughs> nuts. Because we hand out assault coupons. And and, <laughs> and because... I've never heard it put that way before. Well, yeah, because Kucherov hit Manson from behind and all right. Greasy. And it, yes, greasy. And every player on the avalanche. Mm-hmm. Now, they, the problem is the team has to share the one coupon. Mm-hmm. And Devon Taves said, all right, I, I would it. like to cash in my assault coupon, please. <laughs> and so he took it out on Kucherov. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't a frivolous use of the coupon. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was good use of the coupon. So it's fine. Yeah. This is the problem. There are all sorts of things that are not allowed in the sport. Only a percentage of them are called. So you can make, because precedence does not matter. We've already established that many, 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 many times this season. Precedence does not matter. <laughs> yeah. It's a lawyer's dream. We're you can make starting. an argument for fucking anything. We're starting from zero. Every always. single time. You're yeah. always starting from zero. <laughs> Should he be suspended? No. Ask me five minutes later. Should he be suspended? Yes, for five games. Ask me five minutes later. Should he be suspended? No, it's just a fine. Like, it's that's like, why I've started responding the way I have. Steve, what do you think that should be? I don't fucking know. Like, I, Yeah. It's, we all seem to agree that it's What greasy. should it be and what it will be are two different things, right? Yeah. It's a different question. Yeah. We, two hits have been suspended these playoffs. Two. Two. There's been three suspensions total. Kyle Clifford was one of them. Kyle Clifford. Oh my God. First game of the playoffs. <laughs> fuck me. That, uh, looking at that hit now after all we've seen since. Colton didn't even leave the game. Like. It was a bad hit. God, it it's was a bad, bad hit. Yeah, bad hit. He got a five. <laughs> All right. And he got kicked out. Nurse. Yeah, <laughs> finish your list. Nurse for friggin' um, Mountain Goaten, uh, friggin' uh, Philip Deneau in the per- head. Perron would have got a big suspension had he connected on that elbow with Kadri. That oh, flying yeah. had elbow. He, but he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Kane, who did he hit? Oh my God. Um, Someone in Colorado. I forget. I forget. Well, how did Kadri well. get injured? Oh, it was Kadri. No, no who, how did Kadri get injured again? Oh, it was Kane on Kadri. Yeah, wasn't it? It was, it was Vander Kane on Kadri. Wasn't that like a rough hit? Was that the? It sus- was Kadri went in. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was Kane Kadri, Kadri went in awkwardly, and I thought it was like his shoulder or neck oh, or something. Okay. He went in, and I think, I think his hand split apart, and that fucked up his. Oh, I don't, I don't know <laughs> that to be totally the, true. Here's the hit. There it, it is, Steve. That's twice you've made me cringe. Like oh that. my god. Fuck. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. I forgot how greasy that was. Yeah. Sorry, I've watched a lot of hockey over the last little while. Jesus. Yeah, so there's been three suspensions total, uh, and that wasn't one of them. Like, Corey Perry uh, getting up on JT Confer's leg on mm-hmm. purpose, trying to injure him. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> or unforgivable. What Depends how we're feeling. 
<laughs> Depends how we're feeling. The precedence mm. is like, okay, is what Corey Perry did to JT Confer worse than what Jared Spurgeon did to Pavel Buchnevich? What Jared Spurgeon did is the biggest crime anybody's ever committed on ice. Yep, well. That's sarcasm. It is, yes. But like, again, there, it, there's no, the National Hockey League has no precedence for literally anything. So that's why these conversations always take half an hour. Okay. Because you're starting from, oh, Steve, should this be a suspension? Well, there was the Big Bang, and we think that we can still hear and see it if you look out into space. Millions of years later, the Earth was formed. Like, fuck, we have to start from the beginning with everything. Game four. Well, actually, I have a couple more questions. Game if you guys, three. If you're Jared Bednar. Yeah. Bednar. Yeah, why? Well, you're from the East Coast. Where did that come from? I don't know. If you're Jared Bednar. Who's your starter? Kemper or Francis? <laughs> Kemper. <laughs> Stop it. That Andrew. people are asking. Ooh. Uh, oh, it's people asked. So I was Jared surprised Bed- to see Brian Elliott in game three. People asked him. First off, he was pulled. Kemper was pulled. Second, people asked him after the game and he wouldn't confirm it. Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott is Brian the backup. should have been in game three is what I should Oh, uh, yeah. you think they should have pulled Vassie? Yeah. He said, he said, <laughs> no. he said that <laughs> Kemper didn't have a good game, but neither did the team and would not commit to who was going to be the starter for game four. Vasilevsky, by the way, uh, 37 saves. Um, Kemper left the game midway through the second period, having surrendered five goals on 22 shots. According to Evolving Hockey, he had saved 2.25 fewer goals than expected. He wasn't good. That's a Ikea, if I've ever seen one. Wow. Some assembly required. Um, it's, It's not the same goalie controversy as we've seen in the past. No. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, um... Luongo and Corey Schneider. Remember Flurry that? Leonard. Flurry Leonard. Halak kinda, Price. Halak Price was a big deal yeah, at Halak the time. Halak Spring, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's not along those lines because neither of them is as good, but mm. also Kemper has missed time in these playoffs with injury. So if, if Kemper does not start game four, I think it needs to be because you think he's not 100%, not because he can't go. Right. If you think he can't go, yeah, go to Francois and you should be comfortable. He won you an entire series against Connor McDavid. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's healthy, I think you got to go Kemper. Okay. I, think, I think you got to go Kemper because that's your starter and you're about to go back to Colorado after this game. Mm-hmm. And I think he needs to be your starter in Colorado. Okay. Okay. Um, a couple of little bits of trivia before we get to the coaching carousel in the NHL. There's more news even since this show, show has started. Really? Yeah. Um, a little bit. A little. Nothing crazy, but like just some interesting stuff. So I want to ask you guys quickly. Firstly, going into game four, don't expect to see Braden Point or Kucherov. And or Bar- Kucherov. Uh, they're saying Kucherov may not be able to play. But again, Cooper said he might be able to come back, but he's, he didn't think for game four. He's going to play. Burakovsky is still out. Kadri is still out, but Bednar thinks he'll be back in this series. Probably everybody's assuming game five. Yeah. Um, how many cup finals in a row have we gone without a sweep now? Uh, since 1998. And who was that? Was that Detroit Philly or Detroit Capitals? Uh, in 1998? Yeah. It wasn't. 97-98. It uh, was uh, Philly. Uh, yeah, Detroit Philly, because Detroit Capitals. Uh, it was 97. No, Detroit Philly was a sweep. Was the, Did the Capitals win against Detroit? It, it, in order, 
The devils. Adam, do you know the answer to your own? Yeah, twenty three years ago. <laughs> yeah, in order, the devil swept uh, the Red Wings. Then the Avalanche swept the Panthers. Nineteen ninety nine. So yes, it's the Capitals. Oh, so it was oh. Detroit Capitals. Nineteen ninety nine is the last sweep because Detroit swept two finals in a row. Oh, wait. There's ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. That's five. I know, but I'm asking when the last one was. Ninety eight. Ninety nine, actually, because it was De- wasn't it Detroit? What the hell were they in order? Jesse has it up. Please help us. Am I wrong? No. I think you are. The 90, 1998 uh, oh. Stanley Cup Detroit. 1999 was Dallas. Dallas over Buffalo. Oh, the foot in the crease. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, I got my Eat ears mixed up. But anyway, it was Detroit, and it was 23 years ago. There you go. And it was oh, versus, uh, versus the Caps. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. Ron Wilson's right. Washington Capitals. All right, another one. Another one. This one will be better. I promise. <laughs> Ready? Avalanche and Lightning have combined for the most goals in a Stanley Cup series through three games since who? And the goals total is 22. 22 goals in the first three games. What year, who was playing, and how many games did it take to award the cup? Post 04 05 or pre? I'm not going to tell you that. So we got to guess. Oh my God. I remember the beginning. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I remember the beginning of St. Louis Boston being really high scoring. Mm. Was it St. Louis Boston? It was not St. Louis Boston. Jesse, just throw a guess out there. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to give a good guess. I'm going to guess. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm trying swing. to give a guess good that's swing. not complete dog shit like somebody else. Wow. Um wow. how about the Anaheim Ottawa series? Anaheim Ottawa. No, Anaheim did not light <laughs> Ottawa up. No. Uh the year 1982. No. Can you name the two teams that played? I know you can name one of them. Islanders. Obviously. And I... Who did the Islanders beat? in? Because uh, people forget there was a, some pretty damn good teams that they beat in the finals before Edmonton. Everybody talks about 83 and then 84. But no one talks about 82, 81, and 80. The Habs? Not the Habs on this one. You, you get next. I, I saw. Oh, It's Flyers? the Vancouver Canucks. Oh. They beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-0 in the Stanley Cup. Obviously, 4-0, that is. Uh, but yeah, 22 goals in the first three games. Uh, wow. The And it's it's funny because it wasn't actually that split. Like, the Islanders beat Canucks five, uh, sorry, 6-5 and then 6-4. And then they kind of shut them out at home uh, 3-0 and 3-1. Wow. Yeah. You know what sucks? Uh, the Flyers in that little run from 80 to 85, they went to two Stanley Cups. And in 80, they had to face the Islanders. And then in 85, they had to face the Oilers. Yeah, like just into their prime <laughs> Islanders and then just into their prime if Oilers. If you're a Flyers fan Fuck. through the 80s, you're like, God damn it. And, we had, and they had to wear those stupid Cooperalls. Two Cooperall teams made it to the finals. The Vancouver Canucks with that big dumb V that was supposed to strike fear into the heart of the opponent. It didn't. Like, and then, and then the, yeah, the Flyers, same thing. And they all, during the post-game scrum, died of dehydration. <laughs> Just because there's this big sweater. They got this, Your grandmother knitted that. First of all, they got a microphone like the size of friggin' my water bottle That's here. right. It, it tied to a Marantz. And they're just and they're just like. By the way, if you don't know, a Marantz is an old recording device that we used to use before iPhones. And Marantzes are 20 pounds. It's the size of a... Mead five star binder. That's right. And maybe that's another old thing. What were those and they, and little... they just go, hey, person who looks like the Crypt Keeper because you're so dehydrated. There was something between the Marantz 
and then like iPhones that was like a little a mini disc was it a mini disc player uh there were uh, you mini roll- disc recorders and also digital ones i had a digital one. i had a mini disc and then i had a digital the digital one changed my life cuz i used to put that stuff in my iTunes and then use it on my thing it was oof. i used Head to of its time record video on my iPod touch and <laughs> hold out the recorder and people thought i was stupid but i was like the audio is good and i have video and no no one else has video except for the big companies why would so- you want video yeah, for stupid. Dude, in 2008, I know. 9, it was dumb. People thought that was dumb. 